Hello and welcome to Physical Attraction. We are the show that explains physics one chat-up line at a time. And this is a special bonus episode that I'm just recording in my hotel room for fun tonight because I've been messing around with neural networks like the ones from the last episode. And I've come up with some pretty cool results and I thought that maybe as a special treat I could share them all with you today. But one major thing, thank you so, so much for listening. Everyone who's listening makes the whole thing completely worthwhile. And so this is for you. So our regular release is going to be on Saturday. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the neural networks that were mentioned in the last episode and a bit more about chatbots as well. So if you're bored of chatbots and neural networks, by all means, wait for the next episode, which I'm really, really excited about, by the way. But if you could stand to hear a little more, sit back, relax and enjoy. So after being inspired by Janelle Shane's research into these neural networks, I visited her blog over at lewisandquark.tumblr.com and it's got links to a neural network that you can download yourself. After wrangling with the proper download procedures for an afternoon, I had the thing working, and I was ready to feed in datasets and train the neural net on my own laptop. Now, when you look at how this thing actually works, it's actually incredible that this device produces anything coherent at all. The article that goes along with it is The Unreasonable Effectiveness of Recurrent Character-Based Neural Networks. And I agree that when they do these things, they are unreasonably effective. Remember last episode we talked about Eliza, the robot psychotherapist? One of the key results of that research for the researchers involved was called the ELISA effect. And that was noticing that humans tended to anthropomorphize the software unnecessarily. Even though on some level they could see its tricks and knew that it was really just a dumb machine, people couldn't resist that urge to interpret there as being some intelligence behind the machine. And I guess it's the same for some of the garbled responses behind neural networks. I mean, for this one, it actually only keeps track of one letter at a time. It guesses random letters, not even complete words, and somehow manages to remember a few letters of context backwards. So that is, if you trained it appropriately on a Malcolm Tucker dataset, maybe, it will be able to tell you what the most likely letter is to occur after the letters F, U, C. And so it can remember a few characters back, and maybe even a few words back, but the idea that it can remember the context of a whole conversation, that's just beyond what this thing was designed to do. So, in a lot of ways, the sense that it does make of things is limited. But you can still train it to get interesting results. So the complete works of Shakespeare, compressed into a text file, that's about 5 megabytes. That's plenty of content to train a simple neural network on, and it produces this kind of result. Pandarus. Alas, I think he shall become approached, and the day when little strain would be attained into never being fed. And who is but a chain and subjects of his death? I should not sleep. Second Senator. These are away this miseries produced upon my soul, breaking and strongly should be buried when I perish, the earth and thoughts of many states. So you can see that the patterns, the cadence and the vocabulary of Shakespeare is reproduced. Indeed, if you don't look too closely, it's practically indistinguishable. But when you look closely, you see again that this artificial intelligence isn't really intelligent. It seems to be saying something coherent. It's identified the words and the rules of grammar and syntax, but it's not poetry, it's not Shakespeare. The words generated are real, but in this order they make little sense. So I did a quick back of the envelope calculation and worked out that the complete works of Donald Trump's Twitter feed is also five megabytes and growing. In the case of Shakespeare, and neural networks attempted imitations are too incoherent and confused to replace the poetry and eloquence of the real thing. 
In the case of Trump, though, well, his tweets aren't exactly Shakespeare. The neural network approach to conversational AI, if it's trained on a vast data set of conversations, could eventually prove fruitful at statistically associating appropriate responses with the things that people say. Now, I saw an interesting research paper from Facebook who were working on this, and uh, they trained their model on 2.5 billion human conversations. So here's an example of some of the prompts that they give it and some of the responses that the model comes up with. Have you seen Suicide Squad? And the response is, I saw it in a theatre once and it was great. It was very, I don't know, a little dark. I like the psychological effects and the way it portrays the characters in the movie. Then there's another one where the prompt they said was, what dangers could happen with the singularity? That is the uh, proposed idea that artificial intelligence will become more intelligent than humans. There'll be an episode about that in the future, by the way. So when they said what dangers could happen with the singularity, the machine said, if you look at it from the perspective of an alien, you can't say that there aren't any alternative ways to deal with it. It's odd, because this isn't just a standard call and response like we're used to from some of the chatbots like Mitsuku. It's almost, it's taken a fragment of a sentence and associated it with the word dangers, perhaps. It, it's vague enough to seem generally applied, and you're not really sure whether it understands what the singularity is. But it's certainly come up with something that's not ridiculous for a human to say. But then, in other times, uh, Google's algorithm contradicts itself. So if you say to it, I think you're a little crazy, it says, I am, actually. I don't think I'm crazy, though. I certainly am. So it doesn't quite work. Probably the creepiest of all the examples that they gave was this. So the prompt was just part of a normal conversation. Sometimes flying messes my ears because of the air pressure. Especially if I have a cold or something, flying gets me messed up. Then the response was, I have no idea why, but I feel exactly the same way. I don't know why, but my brain is so sensitive to air that it makes my nose twitch. Well, that's creepy, isn't it? That's not a the kind of situation that they'd necessarily plan for. And although the Google researchers who wrote this paper, which came out January this year, they admitted that they'd selected the responses for quality, so some of them do show that it's better. They've said that their new algorithm is better than the baseline responses that they used before. You can find that archive article on Google's research homepage. Um, I think the title is Generating High Quality and Informative Conversation Responses with Sequence-to-Sequence -sequence Models. And you can read some of the examples of what they're doing. Um, one of the people involved, or at least one of the people who got a credit, was Ray Kurzweil, of whom there will be more when we come to deal with the singularity. So heading back to my own terrible attempts at this kind of thing. Um, so the Shakespeare example illustrates that the main issue neural nets have is the same issue that handwritten conversational AI has. Retaining context is very difficult, but it's so crucial to conversation. Maybe someday this neural net approach is going to bear more convincing fruit. And already more up-to-date AI like Microsoft Zoe, they're getting more and more convincing as conversationalists. But a lot of what makes Zoe, who you can talk to on Facebook, by the way, Z-O, so convincing is that the script is written in a consistent way to give the illusion of a personality. Unfortunately, in her case, they picked a very irritating personality, as you'll find out if you chatter to her for very long. But of course, making a chatbot that learns from the internet is not always a good idea. 
As Microsoft's Tay.ai team found out when their neural network chatbot quickly learned to be racist and offensive from the internet at large. Thanks, 4chan. So once I had my own pet neural network working, I started feeding in all kinds of stuff, including my own Facebook conversations. So here's how the robot thinks I talk. It's awkward physics to me. I have this intention? Question mark. What, what intention, robot? You'd never going them student, which I can be people should, but you have to resupply out. It's happened that they are film are in, before just food, tomorrow, and brilliant. So yeah, there's not quite enough data in the conversations that I fed the neural net to get universally coherent responses. Remember that this poor machine has learned everything it knows about the world and the English language from my incoherent ramblings. Imagine how you'd feel. Here are some of my favourite nonsense words and phrases invented by the neural network trying to impersonate me. Like a sherotying potato. That sounds very tree. It's glag insumption. Yes, rise. And of course, who can forget the time it casually declared, I don't remember the Lord. Godless machines indeed. But sometimes it got a little scary, like when the robot quoted me as saying, her was brilliant. You know, the movie about a guy who falls in love with an AI. How very interesting that the neural net would pick up on this. How very interesting. So I figured that it needed a little bit more data, to which end I then fed the neural net a biography of Stalin. Here was one of the results. Quote, Stalin probably put this, this backward, a medal of grain hundred to a fanatic last arrested, and of hundred who were property in the Russian Politburo. Some Trotsky is evidence so, and artificially, of the Skong War. So while I'm not convinced about the Skong War as a historical event, or at least really I don't remember reading about any Skong War, a lot of this is right, you know, it knows about Stalin, Brain, the Russian Politburo, it knows about Trotsky. Not in a way that makes particular sense, and you have to provide a lot of interpretation to get anything that does make sense out of it. But it's a start. Of course, eventually, I couldn't resist the ultimate temptation, and I got a hold of the Twitter feed of our Commander-in-Chief and fed it into the neural network. So here's what it came up with. Amazingly, the robot does seem to be obsessed with the same things. Here's one. At real Donald Trump has running out the B-top packing. I remember when work. I will be really calling man more. Will be getting. Here's another. I am at the dollars, but a great work to the sweet business win. Stop over, Obama. His skirts look good to me. Don't trip. At one point, he seems to be complaining about news media coverage of presidential robots. I wish it is destroying speech, raise about today, at Fox News. Economy increases and power competent. Trump! Exclamation mark. President ratings looking good. Twist! This playing with becoming 12%. I will, I said. Chill at real Donald Trump. At other times, he seems a little bit more pessimistic. How for presidency it should not go. I campaign for you. It is much low. 7.5% woman. Please be sad! Exclamation mark. And then the next tweet, he's back up again. This future bills can be for us. Mr. Trump consistent. 
Mary, my office, your goals. Freedom Golf Reagan is more tomorrow. This one I really liked. Interesting call hell. Often a warder America is the worst. Just asking for rush her. Hashtag make America great again. The fact that it referred to rush her as two words. I mean, that's weird. Is the robot colluding or is it just punning? There was some positivity, reflecting on the perks of being president. Doing a touring is money. Another anniversary is in 2016. My broadcastic food's better now. It sure is. Finally, one capacity that this neural network program has is that it allows you to lead it on with some start text. Then it predicts what comes next. So the start text I love led, possibly inevitably, to the result, I love a Trump. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this fun little diversion into the world of neural networks. Part of me still feels like we've got this paradigm in AI at the moment where we have a hammer, which is these algorithms that you can feed vast amounts of data and that produce some kind of results and pattern recognition out at the end of it. And with this hammer, every problem looks like a nail. We have loads and loads of data collecting algorithms and we have loads and loads of data. So it makes sense that you'd want to try and use it to develop intelligence in this way. But maybe it won't work for every problem in the long run. Maybe eventually, the only way to get a truly artificial intelligence will be to simulate the brain in even more detail. Not just this idea of reinforcement learning via a few connections that mirror the synapses of the brain in the basest of detail. More on simulating the brain in a future episode. In the meantime, I want to hear from you. We're on Twitter, at PhysicsPod, and I read and respond to everything that comes in there. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, all the podcast networks, so leaving a review in one of those venues would be greatly appreciated. If you have any big data sets that you'd like me to feed into the neural network, let me know, and if anything amusing comes out, I'll put it in a future show. I also want to do a listener questions episode soon, but I can only do one if I have listener questions to answer. So write in to the Twitter feed or to physicspodoutlook.com, that's the email address. All questions, no matter how outlandish, will be considered, and the good ones will go into a future listener questions episode. Plus you'll get your name or username read out on the show. And who doesn't want some of that sweet, sweet internet fame? Some example questions you might go for include, where is my towel? Why do people hate me? Why is my head on fire? Maybe you want to go for something about your personal life that I can try and help you with. Maybe you need some help seducing people. You know, I've got a 100% record on that. So anything really, and it'll go into a future show. Regular episode on Saturday. Until then, be kind to each other.